What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Heather Gale, welcome to Wellish. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I wanted to bring you on because of your work in body image, like we were just talking about. So I love for my guests to introduce themselves first. I think it gives a really clear image of what your passion is, what it is that you do for work, and uh, just kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with me who you are and what it is you do. So my name is Heather Gale. I am a self-mastery and embodiment mentor, and I also work with women on body image. And I've combined what's called somatics and body image for ultimate healing, because I believe that healing body image, it starts in the body and not in the mind like we've been trained. Interesting. Okay. I'm so excited. So why... Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like elaborate on that. Yeah. So for people that don't know somatic work, it's the soma just means the body. Okay. So somatics and somatic therapy is essentially using the body to help release what's been stored in there. Our bodies are living libraries of everything we've ever experienced. They are our subconscious, which determines about 95% of what we do and what we think and how we behave. Interesting. And so when we work on that body level, what happens is our body is actually guiding our mind and our mind is the thing that provides the patterns, the behaviors, the thoughts. So when we clear out that trauma all of those times we've been told oh your nose is too big or you're not pretty enough or whatever it might be the mind will provide you with a different mindset interesting okay so that kind of makes sense to me because it feels like I've been reading a lot about the biology of the reason, like what's happening in our brain, like actually scientifically what's happening. And that's kind of what that reminds me of is that it's like, you're just like, I was talking about it with emotions that you experience something like, I don't know, a fear of rejection. And it's your biological caveman brain going, you're going to get kicked out of the tribe. And so it releases the cortisol and because your brain is sending those signals and you instantly have a reaction. And a lot of the time, that's kind of what we're doing compared to, you know, like with your prefrontal cortex, making the decision of how you're going to react to it. Is that kind of the same idea that it's actually your body that's in charge, not your mind? Yeah. Yeah. There have been some really interesting studies done. There's a book called The Body Keeps Score by Bessel. Oh, I I can't pronounce his last name, (laughs) but it's long. It's long. And it's, it's so good. It talks about how all of our trauma gets stored in our bodies. They talk about how they did this work with, uh, PSTD victims and how they experienced just radical shifts. And there's also Peter Levine. He's done work. He studied animals and he studied them in the wild and saw that they didn't carry around emotion like we did because they would do what's called the shakeoff response, where they would get chased by a predator. And then once they escaped, they would literally shake their bodies, like shake the fear out of their body. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. (laughs) So bizarre. It's so weird. Okay, so interesting. So then why do you think body image is an issue if if it's coming from inside of you more so? Well, because we are a living library, we're taking in everything, right? Mm -hmm. Our words have power. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. And also <laughs> other people's words have power. Mm-hmm. And so if we keep hearing and seeing the same things over and over and over again, it's going to become internalized. Yeah. And it's to the point, I actually saw somebody make this great analogy. Like the thoughts that you have are kind of like a parrot. 
And a parrot could say, I love you, but they don't mean it. Right. And that's the same thing with our thoughts. Like it's our words, but it doesn't mean it originated from us. It doesn't mean that's actually how we feel about ourselves. But all of that gets stored in the body because there's emotion that accompanies it. Totally. Oh, that's so interesting. So is it those outside, like you're talking like media and family and friends, that's what causes these body image issues is like all of the words that we're constantly given? Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I did not think about my body until someone told me to. Totally. (laughs) That completely makes sense that it's just this learned habit then. And we feel like we're not good enough because we don't look a certain way. So then in your professional and personal opinion, what does it mean to love your physical self? Honestly, the thing that I've found the most, I, so I, I will say, I don't fully agree with body positivity. I don't fully agree with body neutrality. Interesting. Okay. But I do believe that the less we focus on our physical appearance and the more we focus on developing who we are as a person Mm -hmm. and feeling good about who we are as a person, then those issues don't really come up. Like I know I experienced with me, the more I started really valuing who I was as a person and not extracting my worth from anybody else or validation from anyone else, then I liked who I saw in the mirror. Sure. So it's your self-image almost that you're working on compared to your body image? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I've noticed with my clients the most. It's when they improve their self-image, their body image improves. It just follows behind it. Interesting. Okay. So can you tell me if you don't mind, what do you mean that you don't believe in body positivity and body neutrality? Can you elaborate on that? I feel like they go a little bit too into the extreme. Interesting. Okay. And and our minds tend to also go towards the extreme. Mm-hmm. So we might hear something like, oh, don't look at yourself in the mirror. And I don't know, for me, I'm like, what do you mean? Don't look at myself in the mirror. I like, literally just read something about that the other day that you should get rid of all your mirrors for 30 days and see what that does to your body image and to your mind. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I kind of, I do. I don't agree with the extremism either. That's why wellish is a thing because I just think that to think that it just paints this image, like there's going to be this perfect end all be all transformation that you're wonderful. And it's just kind of not, it's, it's not, I said, kind of, it's not how it works. Yeah. And the mirror thing, that's so interesting. I've heard that too. And I used to date a guy who was Jewish and part of their mourning mm-hmm. is to cover up all your mirrors. Interesting. And, and so I was like, wait, so you want me to not look in the mirror, but this is actually a mourning custom yeah. of a specific culture. That doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. <laughs> Right. That's hilarious. That's so interesting. So what would you say are some signs that you're experiencing this issue? Like experiencing a body image crisis, for lack of a better word. I mean, it really comes down to the sensations in your body. Mm -hmm. And because one thing that I noticed, like for myself and for my clients, which is how I knew to tell them to look out for it was every time I would approach a mirror, I would actually like slump my shoulders down. And so I had to retrain my body to like, before I see a mirror, just like put my shoulders up and down and back, like have the pose of confidence. So paying attention to those subtle cues, um, a lot of people will feel like the discomfort when they feel like they are feeling um, like self-doubt or negativity or thinking negative thoughts about themselves, whether they hear the thoughts or not, like they'll feel this like churning in their Mm -hmm. gut, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is your power center. And so if you feel that it's like, oh, okay, there's something where I'm giving my power away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Completely. And and you're relying it on your body or relying it on the image that you see in the mirror compared to your self-image like you were talking about too. And it kind of makes sense as to why it follows behind if you would build on that self-image. Because if you have worth or you, you know, you love yourself in that way, then it wouldn't necessarily matter. It's so interesting about the way you see yourself in the mirror because I can completely picture that. Like I can completely picture, you know, you don't like make eye contact with yourself in the mirror ever. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And so building that habit to like actually be able to like, like you said, put your shoulders back, be proud of the image that you see. And you don't even realize how subtly you're, you're not, I don't know, interacting with you in the mirror in that way. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because we're so caught up in our heads, but we actually rarely interact with ourselves. Like we rarely talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We rarely check in with ourselves. Yeah. It's so bizarre. That's what, I mean, when I've, I've obviously been doing a lot for self-love in general, and I had an episode a couple of days ago about um, why you stopped loving yourself. And it is interesting because it insinuates that there was a time in the past that you did fully love yourself before when really I believe that it's always a learning process that when we're brought into the world, you're a blank slate and you know, your family loves you and showers you with love. And then you learn about friendship love. And then you learn about significant other love, but you never take a moment to say like, what does it look like to love myself? Because nothing from the outside is actually triggering that for you. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Totally. So it's just weird because you think, oh, well, I don't have to interact with myself. What do you mean interact with myself? And you don't make the intention to do that. No, it's totally true. I actually, before I stepped into this career, I worked in education for about eight years. Okay. So I worked a lot with kids. And the thing with children is they learn by observation and mm-hmm. they learn like they are looking to the adults who are resourced. Mm -hmm. to teach them how to be resourced. Mm -hmm. And so they really do come into this world as a blank slate. And then it's up to us to show them, like, this is how you talk to yourself. This is how you communicate with yourself. So I I fully agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. It's so weird to think about it that way. And I mean, it so much correlates to the body image too, because like you're saying, all you're told constantly is this bullshit about the way you're supposed to look and what you should be doing and all of these things, of course you would think that. Of course you would think that there's something wrong with you. They've got magazine covers and celebrities and not Instagram everywhere you see it constantly. There, nobody's saying it to you the opposite way. You're good enough the way you are. So exactly, that's interesting. Yeah. And we don't get taught, like we get taught that there's some emotions that are bad and some emotions that are good. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I've learned is all emotions have a, I guess, for lack of a better term, like a light side and a dark side. Like Mm -hmm. they all, like jealousy, for example, the gift of jealousy is it shows you what you want. Yes. Yes. I so agree with that. I talk about that all the time. I love that. And it's so true that they each have a good and a bad side to them. Quote unquote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So. In regard to body image and kind of what you are seeing all the time, I feel like a really big theme is making sure that you're eating right and you're exercising and you're doing all of these things. So what role does like healthy food and exercise play into your body image? So the thing about energy is that it never dies. Like, And so what happens a lot of the time is we live this sedentary lifestyle where we're not moving a lot. And because that energy needs to go somewhere, it actually goes to our mind Mm -hmm. because it, it, it has to go somewhere. Interesting. Okay. So when we exercise, that actually moves the energy out of our bodies. It clears our system. It helps us detox. It helps with, uh, lymphatic flow, which is and lymphatic drainage, which is the only circulatory system in our bodies that need to be manually stimulated. And that system is responsible for our immunity. It helps detox us. And so when we don't exercise, we're actually keeping toxins in our body. Interesting. 
That yeah. I've heard that about stress, that it's the number one way to get rid of stress is to exercise. And it makes sense with what you're saying about how it, it just goes to your mind. It's got to go somewhere. And so it's going to go to your mind. And I can picture just sitting there doing nothing, stressing about your whole life. And it's obviously all in your head. Exactly. It's so bizarre. So yeah. do you think then that, because to me, based on everything that you're saying so far, I don't want to say the word supposed to, but it's like, are you supposed to be doing that healthy, eating healthy and going to the gym? Like, I don't, I don't foresee you saying that that's necessarily what you need in order to have a good body image or is it? I mean, movement is key, whatever yeah. that is for you, however that looks for you. Mm -hmm. um, some people, honestly, some people have more energy than others and you know, it's it actually, there's this thing called human design. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it talks about different energy types. And so some people like me, I'm very energetic. I'm go, 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 go. So I need a lot of movement in mm -hmm. order to keep that energy moving. So it doesn't get stuck within me. Some people, they don't have as much. And so walking will do well. Um, I mean, it's definitely good to stand just for like heart health and walking for heart health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say when it comes to, you don't have to be so strict about it. And it's really about finding what works for you when mm -hmm. it comes to healthy eating. I'm never going to tell somebody to not eat healthy. Um, and the thing that kind of happens is when we eat foods that don't agree with our system, it triggers the same sensations because our gut is having difficulty processing it. So it triggers the same sensations as fear or anxiety, but we don't actually feel fear or anxiety. It's just a process. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so that's why I do like, recommend eating you know fruits vegetables try not to eat as much processed food I mean in modern day that's so difficult to do mm -hmm. right but at figuring out the foods that work for you and don't work for you like for me if I have too much dairy my system doesn't like it if I have too <laughs> much gluten my system doesn't like it so mm -hmm. I do that and I think a lot of people are like oh it's restricting my freedom but I always tell people, think about it this way. Would you rather eat whatever you want and feel like shit? Or would you rather feel good? And then you can actually do all the things that help you feel free. I love the way you word that. That is such a perspective shift completely because it, it is like when I, before I would start healthy eating, I was always like, Oh, I just, but it's, I love to do it. I love to just eat all of the things and it's fun and I can go out and with my friends or with my boyfriend. And I don't know, you eat all of the things, but then exactly what you're saying, you don't feel good. And then you can't do as much life as you would like to accomplish because like, let's say you're drinking and you go out and you are hung over the next day because you're putting the tax in, in your body. And then I don't wake up the next morning and do what I want to do. I don't have the energy to do my yoga or to read or to work or to do whatever. So I love that perspective shift because completely I would rather sacrifice, even if it is a sacrifice, but sacrifice that for the opportunity to enjoy life how I want to. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's cool. So do you think, I feel that the fitness and all of that kind of stuff can get do you, do you think that it can get to an unhealthy level? Do you agree with that? Or do you think it's oh, yeah. just, yeah. Absolutely. Cause I feel like it can get so toxic to, to beat yourself up and feel like you're supposed to be doing more than you should, which is why I like that you say, you just, you got to listen to your own body and do what works for you. Mm -hmm. So how much does that, like, can you talk about that at all? The correlation between that? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that we need to realize as women is that the health industry is still predominantly geared towards men. And they it it really wasn't until the 1990s that that industry started saying, "Oh, women aren't just short men." 
Oh there might this, be more to it <laughs> oh my god this like just ignites so much female rage you know <laughs> every time I hear anything about this it drives me nuts I just heard something the other day about how they seatbelts were designed for men and it's just like there's so many things like that it just drives me crazy <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and so like cycle syncing is a real thing like that has helped me so much and it talks about too the types of workouts you do depending on the phase of your cycle that you're in. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely a learning process because you need to decondition everything you've been taught. But like, for me, I was just in my menstrual phase and my body was like, Oh, you really need to rest. You really need to recharge because during our menstrual phase, we're detoxing. So putting extra stress on the body just causes more fatigue. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. during that time, like, yeah, I, I walk, but most I, I stretch, I do very low impact stuff, but mostly I spend my time resting. Yeah. And my body really doesn't physically change that much in that, you know, five days. <laughs> right, right. Totally. And it doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you're doing, actually, if anything, it means that you're listening to your body, which is so cool. And I love the way that you are looking at this because again, it, it reminds me of what you said about how if you have good self-image, then your body image follows behind because you're so much listening to what your body is telling you compared to you just being concerned with what it looks like. It's, it's so much deeper. And I, I just appreciate that. I think that that's really cool. I mean, it's such a cool way to, to see it. Yeah. And the thing too is, I mean, I know that when we look at other people, we get consumed by like the image, mm -hmm. but when other people are relating to us, they care more about our heart and less about our image. Yes. So true. It's so true that you, and you know, that's true just from, I mean, at least I know it's true from even as simple as like dating people that people suddenly become more attractive once you actually have, they open their mouth or the opposite, they become less attractive after they open their mouth. <laughs> so that's such a good point. <laughs> Is this like the most effective way that you would say to deal with the societal pressure of body appearance is just building that self-worth or what is your opinion? on what the most effective way would be. Yeah. I mean, I, this, this is the way that I've seen results with me. I've seen results with clients. Mm -hmm. Like it, it works. It, you can't, you can't deny it. Yeah. And, I mean, there's some people where they focus on the mind, like their whole life and they focus on, okay, I'm going to think that I look better. I'm going to think that I love myself. I'm going to think my way into it, but it's actually a feeling associated with the thought because without the emotion, the thought has no weight to it. It's just like, Oh, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's just a thought. I don't care. Like if you, it's like, if you read something in a book and you're like, Oh, I don't care about that. There's no emotion attached. But so when we deal with the emotion underneath, that's when we actually start to shift. Because yes. we're, to quote, to quote Brene Brown, we yes. as humans <laughs> think that we are thinking beings that are inconvenienced by emotion, but we're actually emotional beings that sometimes think. I love it. Yes, it's so true. And again, what a mindset shift. If you think of it that way, that is so cool. I just love the way that you've, you're wording this. It's so cool. I mean, it's very impactful and very, it changes the way that you kind of just exist in a sense, because instead of thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out and, I, and almost being more critical of yourself because you haven't figured it out yet. And you're doing all of the things to love yourself more that the internet told you to, or a book told you to, or a podcast told you to, it's an actual realistic way to figure it out within yourself. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm assuming that your audience is primarily women. Yes. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So we, as women, like it's so interesting because the way that feminine energy works is it's more about the alchemization of the body and the soul. 
whereas male energy is the alchemization of consciousness and the soul. Hmm. And so when we tune into our bodies, we are actually being in our full feminine nature. Interesting. What does that look like? It's, I mean, <laughs> what does it look like? I mean, it's not what it looks like and what it feels like. <laughs> okay, good answer. <laughs> so you just mean being able to listen to what your body says, like how you were saying when your body says rest that you listen to it. Yeah, I firmly believe that our intuition, like some people it's with like the chakras and stuff, they believe it comes in through like the mind. I believe our intuition actually comes in it's in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I, that's interesting. I mean, I don't think you're wrong because when I think of it, it's like, you can think of, I don't know, like you say, like the gut churning feeling or like, I can feel it in you can feel it in your chest. You can feel it in your throat completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. That's so interesting. What is something that you think would solve body image issues? Do you think that's possible to solve body image issues? Or if you could do something, what would you do that you mm -hmm. think would work? I mean, here's here. So at the, at this point, it's considered, it's a trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing about trauma is there's two different types. There's individual trauma and there's collective trauma. And as long as we have the collective trauma, then it will always exist within us because we're all connected. It's just out there in society. And so what we can do is heal as individuals and that will help change the collective like every time i do a practice or i'm like oh i don't want to do this practice right there's that resistance my mind is like no i don't want to go there i don't want to change mm -hmm. i always like think okay you are doing this for your future children and for everyone they interact with and everyone you interact with. And like, I think about it that way and it takes it outside of myself, but I'm doing the healing and then, but that healing will cause a ripple effect. Completely. Collectively, there are, there are definitely more people that are talking about tuning in with the body. So I think doing like, that movement is so great. And coming back to that and doing that is going to help. I don't know how long it's going to take. Sure. But I think that's definitely the right direction we're going in. Interesting. That's cool. How do you support someone with a body image issue? Like if you're maybe you because you coach people, but also if you know somebody that experiences that, what would you tell them? How could you support somebody else that is experiencing it? So not as a coach. I mean, honestly, it's it's hard because you want to tell them like, hey, I I love you. I love who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's not we want to say like it's not about how you look, but I mean at the same time, we're human and we do care how we look. Yeah. Right. And so Honestly, like recommending that they get help or that they find somebody to talk to, mm -hmm. someone who's equipped to handle it, mm -hmm. um, depending on the severity of it. Uh, sometimes some people are, they're just having a bad body image day. It just happens. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in that sense, saying like, yeah, you're beautiful, like. Just, just reminding them you're beautiful. Yeah. Um, you are everything that you've been looking for. Like saying like really impactful statements instead of, oh, don't worry, you look good. But like yeah. something that will really touch their heart. Get yes. past the walls and touch their heart. Yes. That, that is what will help. Um, I mean, when it comes to coaching, there's it it really depends on. <laughs> the person. Sure. Um, and it depends on the situation and the severity. Like typically I spend most 
the beginning of when I work with someone on something called resourcing, which is getting them to tune into their bodies. Mm -hmm. So that way they can get used to listening to themselves and being present within themselves. And then after that, then we kind of start to work on a little bit more of the mindset around it because if if you don't know how to tune into yourself and listen to yourself and feel that safety within your own body then all of the mindset work it's it's not gonna help like it'll help a little bit but it won't help on the deep level that we need the help on right I I think so first I want to say I mostly asked you that question because I think it's so helpful to hear how you would support someone else. Because if you can say that, then you can know to apply that to you. And I loved what you said right when you started. And then you did end up coming full circle with it is that saying you want to tell them that it's not about what you look like. It's how wonderful you are. And I love you. And it's your heart and the things that you do. And it's just everything that makes you, you inside, not you on the outside. And Honestly, I just, I don't know why I didn't, I've never even thought of that. Like, it seems so common sense, but automatically when somebody says, starts talking bad about themselves, it's like my instant reaction is to say like, oh my God, no, you're beautiful. You don't, you don't look that way. That's crazy. It's just the way you see yourself. Nobody sees you that way or whatever it is. You're still talking about their outward appearance, but how much more impactful would it be for them to hear good impactful things about themselves and again it comes back to the self-image that you're building on that self-image that the body image follows behind that's Mm -hmm. interesting yeah do you think that it is possible to be a hundred percent happy with what you look like hmm I don't know if I honestly don't know if it's possible it's possible to do it in a day a few days a week, uh, maybe longer, but I mean, we're still human. We still have those days where our mind takes over and the old thoughts come in. And, you know, the thing about healing is it's not like, oh, I heal and then I'm done. Like there's mm-hmm. more layers to uncover constantly because the subconscious, like, it's absorbed everything from the Mm -hmm. moment we were like in our mother's womb. Yeah. (laughs) Like it goes so, so deep. And so I don't know if it's possible. I would like it to be obviously, because that would be great. (laughs) But, you know, keep like, that's when we come back to, okay, this is my self-worth. This outside thing does not determine it. And we just keep going with uh, going with the flow of life. And yeah. Yeah. That's so validating, honestly, because it it is, I love hearing you say that we're just human. And I loved hearing you say, sometimes you have a bad body image day, just like you have a bad hair day sometimes. <laughs> like it's the same thing. And it's just this co- constant practice that you're always working on. And obviously if you're in a really low place, like you were saying, get help for that. But It just makes me think that, you know, you can obviously work to get to a specific point that you're not horribly beating yourself up constantly, but it doesn't mean that you're going to reach the state of perfection. And that makes so much sense. And it makes sense too, because it, it, to me, it's like, you're not required to meet the specific image that you set for yourself in your head. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And coming back to it the image that you set for yourself in your head that doesn't really come from you it comes from other people Mm -hmm. a lot of the time yeah yeah and we can convince ourselves that it's like no that's what I want that's what I want to achieve I want to get abs I want to grow my butt I want to grow my hair out whatever but it's because all you're learning is that that's what makes you pretty and that's what makes you good enough yeah exactly yeah and there's nothing it's not, there's nothing wrong with wanting abs. Like, Hey, I want abs, you know, yeah, right. I want to have a strong core because the core is like our foundation, right? It helps me stand taller. It helps 
Like it supports all of our organs, right? So there's nothing wrong with it, of course. But like, you know, do you want like a six pack? Probably not, but you at least mm-hmm. want to have a strong core. At least that's that's my personal take. Yes. I will. And it, that's such a good point too, that you can obviously have goals and shoot for these things. It's not saying that you shouldn't have them, but what's the underlying reason why you're trying to attain it? Is it because you think that it'll make you be good enough or is it because you actually truly want to achieve that and prove to yourself that you can be disciplined enough to work hard and get abs? I don't know, whatever your goal is. I've heard people say that about um, weight loss that I was, I used to be a personal trainer and people would always think that if they hit their, the right number on the scale, that that would mean that their self-worth and their self-love would come rushing to them. And it's like, it's not going to work that way. You have to, you're still going to have those inside feelings. You have to build on that while you're, you know, working to maybe make yourself feel better through this. Exactly. I mean, and, and the way to think about it is if there are people that believe if you hit a certain number, if that were true, then anorexia wouldn't be a thing. Hey, true. Completely (laughs) true. That is so interesting. Totally. And that's such a good point too, is that body image is just, it doesn't matter what you look like. It can come in so many different forms and and no matter who you are or what you've been through or anything like that, anybody can experience it. And so it's just, you can't discredit. I don't know. I feel like I see that so much people discrediting. Oh, well you're skinny or, oh, well you're rich. You can have whatever you want. It's just, it doesn't make it better. It's interesting because I do know some wealthy people and I know like, like through coaching and they've coached other wealthy people, rich people are some of the most miserable people you will meet. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Because they don't have that inner core happiness. So Mm -hmm. bizarre. Yeah, it's true. What steps can you take to improve your body confidence? Like if you were going to sit down with somebody and try to tell them what they needed to do in order to feel more confident about themselves, what would you tell them? I always like to work with the body first. So being really aware of like how you position yourself. So like, are you sitting up straight, right? Like if we, so physically speaking, when we slump our shoulders down, that's actually a protective posture. We're protecting our hearts from theoretical weapons. And so when we, yeah, so when we roll our shoulders up and back, we're shining our heart forward, we're exposed, we're vulnerable, but we're also confident being that way. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm open. And mess with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so so cool. So many people have bad posture. Like I walk around, I'm, I, um, Fun fact about me, I'm a certified Matt Pilates instructor. And okay. so I, I see people's postures. I'm walking around. I'm like, wow, so many people have bad <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, fix that. <laughs> like just that little thing alone, because what you're doing is the positions that you hold your body in, it's sending signals to your brain and then your mind makes meaning of it. So if you're slumping, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I need to protect myself. Why do I need to protect myself? Oh, well, I need to protect myself based on this past thing that I'm not pretty enough. Oh, how do I get pretty enough? Right. And and it like starts this whole cycle. Mm -hmm. But so if we, yeah, just like sticking with the example of sitting up straight, it's like, oh, you're confident. There's nothing you need to do. Mm -hmm. Right. I've, I've heard that too, about taking up space. Would you say that's the same thing that girls tend to like sit with cross-legged and try to like, make sure that they're, I don't know. It's almost like women try to take up as little space as possible where men sit with their legs out. And I don't know, obviously that also comes down to biology and what's in between people's legs (laughs) and comfort, but that it's kind of the same idea with the confidence and trying to, you know, make yourself, I don't know be more there is that the same idea yeah yeah like you like being present be present and I mean I always tell 
women, I'm like, yo, like when you sit down, don't just sit down, sit on your throne. I like it. Like if you're, a, if you say that you're a queen, okay, how does a queen sit? Yeah. She's, she's sitting up straight. She's relaxed. She's confident. She's sovereign. She knows that she is the authority and she is sitting in her throne. Yeah, totally. Well, and again, it's like, it's full circle. What you were saying when we first started talking is that you use your body to send the right messages to your mind compared to willing your mind to be confident to then assume that your body will display what it is that you're trying to have it display. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many little subtle things, like so many people, they'll like clench their jaws Yes. Which is like a sign of stress. I know because I used to be a clencher. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, so relaxing your jaw will tell your body, oh, I'm relaxed. Okay. Like relaxing your shoulders, uh, noticing where there's tension in your body and really observing that and getting curious. Like some people don't re- like you can talk to the sensation in your body and it will talk back to you. Like, okay. Like you, if you have tension in, let's say your, your right hip and you can focus your attention onto that sensation and you can say, Oh, why are you here? And I mean, this is like mm-hmm. a personal example for me. I was like, Oh, why, why are you here? And it was like, you're not being present. And I'm like, not being present? What do you mean? I'm working. How am I not being present? And I'm like, oh, because I'm in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So that I dropped into my body and the sensation went away. So interesting. And I totally, absolutely, I so know what you mean. That it, you ask it, it'll answer you completely. Or what, like, why are you present? Just like, oh, you're. Do, being too strenuous on me or I don't know, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or like, oh, you're yeah. Like sometimes, oh, we have this tension. I mean, there can be so many sure deep, deep reasons. Um, <laughs> and sometimes they don't necessarily make sense at first, which is why you need to get a little inquisitive, but yeah, there's just some things where if our nervous system, I say this all the time, but like if our nervous system is wired for chaos, mm-hmm. then like our body will start to tense up. So yes. that's like the tense jaws, the tense shoulders, the putting your tongue on the roof of your mouth, the shallow breathing, like all of this. And it will, because it's like, oh, this is the normal familiar sensation. So let me create chaos in the body, even though around me, there's nothing. Right. That so makes sense. So interesting. So what can you tell yourself to eliminate those thoughts of feeling like you should be doing something in order to reach a certain body image or that you should be doing something to attain this? The first thought is, is it true? Mm. Is it the truth? Mm. Mm-hmm. Not just because there's the subjective truth and there's the truth. So right. ask, is this the truth? And a lot of the time, the answer is no. And if it's yes, then it's like, okay, how can I do this but not stress myself out in the process? Right. Completely. That's interesting. I like that too, because again, it follows that same thing of you ask, you ask yourself that question and you'll get an answer back and you know in your heart of hearts that it's not or whatever the true answer is. I love that. What kind of things can you regularly practice to improve your body image over time? So definitely, like I mentioned earlier with the mirror, like if you know you're about to approach a mirror, mm-hmm. like putting yourself in a confident posture, um, when you think about your body image, asking yourself, why am I thinking about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes like, sense. So little time we actually question why we're thinking about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I I think that, it, I don't know, it kind of falls into that same idea of, of the, what we were talking about with the self-worth too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And a lot of the time, what happens is the body image, it's actually like a very surface level thing. And even though the emotions, they feel so deep and they they hurt, it's very surface level. There's always something underneath it of like what's actually the problem. So like what happens when we think about surface level issues is they distract us from the real problem that we're feeling underneath. Okay. That makes sense. That's so interesting. So you're masking it essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your, your ego is trying to protect you from it. (laughs) And which like, it's not a bad thing because it's trying to protect you again. Caveman brain protecting you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because and also the ego is like, oh, well, if I uncover this thing, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, am I going to f- like fall on the floor and not be able to get back up? No, mm-hmm. you're going to get back up. Don't worry. Right. You're, you're going to be fine. Right. But, <laughs> like, but it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Oh, my God. So true. OK, that's so cool. I love that. It's so interesting. Because it knows that because we. Operate from the past like so much of the time Mm -hmm. we don't up the mind it operates from the past Mm -hmm. and so if it doesn't know what's gonna happen it's like wait does this mean I'm gonna have to completely change who I am and what I think and it's like yeah you do Mm -hmm. but also that's what you want Right. Choice of do I want to keep doing the same shit and feeling miserable, or do I want to jump into the unknown, scared, and maybe I'll feel better? Yeah. (laughs) Giving yourself permission to evolve. That's so cool. I love it. So interesting. So to wrap things up, I like to play a game with my guests called Kind of Toxic, Kind of Well. I think that it really um, highlights humanity in my guests that always seem to have it all together. And a lot of the time, because most of you do have it all together, (laughs) that uh, you kind of are able to reword or have a really good answer to things that you might lean a little, people might lean more into the toxicity side that, and it provides some good advice. So if you're down to play, I have these nine questions for you. Yeah, let's do it. What or who are you jealous of? Ooh. Hmm. What or who? You know, actually, now that I'm like getting older and getting towards that age, I, a secondary emotion when I see happy families is jealousy. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And going back to your point that you made earlier in the podcast, that it just shows what you want in your own life. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When is the last time you people please instead of doing or saying what you really wanted? Ooh. Um, I was having a conversation with my mom and she was being kind of negative. And I was just like, oh, I'm so over hearing the same shit. <laughs> and instead of saying that, I I just kept my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to do it when it comes to family. I think that's almost everybody's answer to that question is it comes back to family every single time. <laughs> when are you selfish? Ooh. One of my selfish, uh, definitely. I don't know. I mean, I'm single. I live alone. I'm pretty selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but in a good way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely in a definitely in a good way. Like I try, I try not to be with other people, but because of my circumstances, yeah, I'm pretty selfish. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love that. What do you find yourself overthinking about? Ooh, um, like what, what to do next? Like always being like, oh, okay. So I know where I want to go. I know what the vision is. What's the next step. Right. And I'll receive guidance. It'll say rest. 
Is that really the next step, though? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what is a should you have let go of? Ooh. A should that I've let go of. I think I'm constantly working on letting go of shoulds. I heard this one coach that I know uh, say, a should is just a shame that you believe you should do. Mm. And so a should is just a shame. And so I really started paying attention to when I say I should, and I'm like, wait, should I? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. I do the same thing now all the time. And I'm like, oh, why am I saying that? Supposed to should all those things. What makes you quick to get angry? Oh man. Um, uh slow walkers slow drivers (laughs) yes (laughs) so relatable (laughs) what are you afraid of Ooh. uh yeah okay let's go there i there is this little part of me that is afraid that i won't have a family Mm, fair i'm also very afraid of the future so i relate to that (laughs) yeah yeah. What do you not have empathy for? When people just kind of keep doing the same shit and they they say, "Oh, I should do this. I should change. I should, right?" And they kind of like should on themselves, mm-hmm. but then they don't actually do anything to change. They don't oh, same. Like, yes. I, so I just agree. Like I just lose the empathy after a while. I'm just like they're you're doing it what, to yourself. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you like could be doing you just, something. You just want to talk about it. I'm not a therapist. You got to pay me to be your coach. Yes. That's so true. I love that. It's so accurate. Okay. Last one. If you could give one piece of advice to someone trying to improve themselves or become more well than toxic, what advice would you give them? You are already perfect, whole, and complete. And humans were built for evolution. Like the Sistine Chapel is a masterpiece and it needs to be touched up. So why would you think you're better than that? I love that. That is such a good one. That's great. Where can people find you? Uh, I am on Instagram and TikTok, but I'm mostly on Instagram at I am Heather Gale, spelled G-A-L-E. And yeah, like I answer my DMs. It's not a robot. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Heather. I've really seriously appreciated everything that you've said. You've really given me a lot of perspective shifts. So I appreciate you a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I loved being on here. 